Santa Maria! Dodgers have won it all. Joe Buck, the only time I'm going to like Joe Buck. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Dingers in case the show for every baseball fan, whether you're new, old, hate the game, love the game, whatever it might be. My name is Jeremy Ultra, and I'm here with my main man, Jamal Russell over here. Jamal, what's going on, man? Oh, nothing too much. I'm getting ready to get into this. You know, talk about some deals, and we got some stuff going on now. Oh, man. So we are introducing some new stuff today. Um, episode 2. First off, we're going to start with a little fun thing. Favorite dingers and K's of the past week. Jamal, I'm going to go ahead and start off with yours. You want to tell me a little bit about it before I, I play this clip for them? All right. Well, in this particular segment, uh, not intentionally, there is a somewhat of a Met theme. So my, <laughs> uh, my favorite dinger of the week involves a former Met. My favorite K of the week involves a former Met. Your favorite dinger of the week involves a current met yep so yeah they're they're involved here yes um so let's go ahead and kick it off with your dinger here we go otani right center field and deep and gone 34 number 34 ready for otani mvp to be do you know what's kind of going on in that situation right there in terms of him hitting that home run? Yeah, that home run. Because you and I kind of, we were watching the video. Yeah. And that's a ball that should not be hit. No. But he likes the ball down, and it was down. Oh, that like, ball was down. That ball was down inside, about to freaking nick the ankle. And he yeah. said, you know what, let me just move this right foot out of the way real quick and yeah. clear. Clear my hips, get my hands through, and there's the bad head for that it. That ball went, what, what do you think, 360, 380? Yeah, it was, a, it was a bomb. Yeah, he hit it, especially for where the ball was pitched. It, no. He it was well struck. Yes. So my favorite dinger of the week comes actually last week. A little breakdown. Jacob Stalling. Actually, let me start off a little earlier. If I'm not mistaken, the Pirates are down like 6-0. Yes, they were down 6 to nothing in the eighth inning, and the Mets proceeded to implode. Mets imploded. I love it. I love it. Um, Edwin Diaz, former superstar closer, still a very reliable reliever, especially this year. Until the last two weeks. Last two weeks, up and down, but that's the life of a reliever at times, right? Um, Dodger fan, we have Kenley. Sometimes I love Kenley with all my heart, and sometimes I'm like, you're making it hard for me to cheer for you, man. So I understand your Edwin uh, Edwin Diaz and pain, but it's okay. So let's hit this dinger real quick. Stallings. The fly ball to left near the line. By the wall. Oh, finger up in the air because he thinks it's a fly ball. Jacob Stallings. Boom. Oh, I can't wait till we get the cameras in here. You got to see your face. The Bucks walk it off in grand fashion. Hell yeah, they did. That was a bomb. It was. It was painful to watch. And yeah, watching the Pirates fly on the Jolly Roger on you know, my Mets expense. That yeah. ball was in too. That was 98 in at the hands and Stalin just turned on that baby. Yeah, in off the plate, cheated inside, kept it fair. You know, what, what else can you say? And if you have an opportunity to watch the Pirates' actual game, like, during the game, that whole segment was so nice because they used that new, like, 4K camera that kind of comes down the foul line and around. And, oh, my gosh, I watched it, and it was just – it showed me why I love baseball so much. Now, moving on, though, because I you're getting a little upset about it, and it's oh, okay. No, no. It's okay. It's Met fans. We're used to trauma. So. <laughs> <laughs> moving over. Your favorite K actually comes from the same game. Same same game, same pitcher. So it was the best of times and the worst of times for my guy, Paul Seawall. It really was. Here it is. Way up and in and a swing and a miss that almost hit Fletcher in the face. It right did away. almost hit him in the face. So David Fletcher's 26-game hitting streak is going to come to an end. 3-2. So, yeah, a little, you know, Two-seam fastball kind of running up and in. Fletcher looked like he had never seen a baseball do that before. Yeah, it was not pretty. Yeah, it was not good. This is something you would see in Sunday ball at the park, at your family picnic. This is kind of what it looked like. It was real rough, and what sucks even more is that Fletcher is such a great contact hitter, 
great eye for the zone. He knows the zone, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And it's the one time this guy's got 26-game hitting streak on the line. I think it was already the ninth, right? Yeah, it was the ninth. It was the ninth inning. They're down, I think, 8-2? Yeah, I believe it was. I think it was 8-2 at the time. For the hit streak, and I'm going to go down yeah. on an inside fastball that nearly hit my cheek. It was a shame. But you know what wasn't a shame? The debut of Josiah Gray. Pitch to Flores, strikes him out. First one is a big leaguer for JoJo Gray. Right there, Josiah Gray's first major league strikeout with the Dodgers. Striking out Wilmer Flores would continue on pitch. I believe it was four innings. He gave up four runs. He got knocked around a little bit. Gave up a couple home runs. But seven Ks in four innings. It looked he looked pretty good, you know, for a young guy making his you know first major league appearance. I'm concerned with Gray a little bit because the fastball looked a little bit straight and the command was kind of spotty. But we'll see if that was just first game jitters. And also with this particular segment, that adds another Met because there's Wilmer Flores. There's Wilmer Flores. <laughs> yes. All right, we hit four Mets. Let's see how long we can keep the streak going. Maybe we'll pass the 26 mark of uh, Derek, uh, David Fletcher over there. But yeah, no, I thought he looked pretty solid overall. He was efficiently wild yesterday. Yeah, he he was wild. Again, as I've mentioned before, I've lived that life. Mm-hmm. You know, where's the ball going? Not quite sure, but the hitters don't know either, so it's not a comfortable at bat. The stuff will play. I'm just wondering if he'll be able to stick in like a rotation or will he become more of like a relief arm? Yeah, I I think originally idea was for him to be a reliever this year. However, you have Trevor Bauer doing some weird things in the bedroom. You yeah. have Kershaw. I don't know if it's phantom injury anymore or Real injury, they're talking about some forearm issues. I'd st- I'm still leaning phantom, but I have uh, doubt creeping in my mind now. David Price needs to get stretched out. You have Tony Gonsolin dealing with a shoulder issue this year. If you look at his fastball, I think he usually sits around 96, 97, and he's sitting around 94, I think it is. Yeah, but, I mean, he can still. He has certain- and the control's bad. But, yeah, I was going to say, overall, though, he's more of a pitchability guy. He is. I thought it was funny. He's a guy that pitches like he has a 90-mile fastball. Yeah. But he throws 96. He throws harder than you think. Yeah, he throws a lot harder than you think. He's more of a command guy. I'm going to throw the splitter. He has a curveball on there, yeah. too. He's got some other breaking ball stuff that right. usually plays really well. Right. I want to say his like career ERA is like 283. So that'll work in any league. And it'll work in any league. But right now, it's just a health issue for him. Um, so I think Josiah Gray is actually going to go into the rotation. I heard Dave Roberts talking a little bit about it. Uh, maybe a couple starts until Kershaw comes back. More news on Bauer. I think you and I are on the same boat in Bauer. I think he's done for the season. Uh, nope. No, no, you don't think he's done for the season. I think he's done for the season, but we'll have to wait and see. He's been put on another administrative leave for two weeks, it is? They added another, yeah, a couple weeks to it. Because yeah. he has this, the court appearance will be on uh, Friday the 23rd. Okay, so we'll kind of get more information as it goes on. Today's episode, trades. We are nine days away from the trade deadline. We have a couple trades in already. Let's break down these two trades. We got a new segment for everybody, our judgment call. And then we're going to go dive into Brother on Baseball, all these trade talks that are going on, and who needs what. All right? Sound good to you? It sounds great. Sounds great. All right. So first piece of news. Big trade today. Blockbuster trade. The Mets and Dodgers are making deals. Dodgers needed starting pitching. However, they got a outfielder. Yes, they did. Uh, go ahead. They acquired uh, Billy McKinney from the, guess what, Mets. Mets. The Mets are the topic of the day today. <laughs> In exchange for your player. Yeah, they got Carlos Rincon. Um, You were telling me a little bit about his number-wise. I had personally seen him. Guy's a big, big, strong guy. Hits for power. Doesn't hit for a lot of contact. Money's also going over to the Mets. If I'm not mistaken, Billy McKinney was DFA'd this past week. He was DFA'd on Monday because the Mets had to make a bunch of roster moves. DeGrom couldn't make a start and they had to shuffle some things around. Plus, you had, you know, Nemo, Conforto, all those guys came back. McKinney wasn't going to play. Yeah, there's no room for him there. We had kind of talked before the show. I was thinking, hmm, is this a Mookie Betts going to the IL kind of move? Or is this just going to be more of a, hey, we need another guy here because we got Luke Rayleigh coming up, DJ Peters coming up, uh, Zach Rex is up here. Uh, maybe guys that aren't necessarily ready. That's for... more what this deal is. It's Those guys aren't really ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. McKinney isn't great. He's really not good, but it, he is a major league player. So you can send those other guys back to the minors where they're supposed to be and really continue their development, mm-hmm. not letting them be overwhelmed in the big leagues, and then you could be setting their development back. You know, It could be months, years, or they just never, never get it. Zach Rex, I believe it is. Last time I saw 0 for 10 
with seven Ks, first ten big big league appearances. So right. obviously he's uh, overmatched there. Maybe he's a nerfed. better fit in Oklahoma City. Yeah, where I believe he was killing it. Leave him um, there. Yeah, so leave him there. You got Rayleigh, who's been up and down a lot this year. Has been hit or miss with him. Right. Unfortunately, I was waiting for. D- I thought, to be honest, DJ Peters was going to be maybe not a great player, but an MLB player. He and still it, could be, he's, but he's just not there yet. There's just some holes in his game, or mm-hmm. big holes in his swing. That's going to kind of. He'll have to figure that out, or else he'll never be a functional big leaguer. Yeah. So right now, those guys need to be in AAA. Um, getting that daily at bats because when the Dodgers team is too loaded, even with all the injuries, still a loaded team. Um, moving over to another former Dodger, headed over to Atlanta, Jock Peterson. Yep. I actually like the move here. One, the Mets are struggling, so Braves still have a chance to push to the playoffs. I know the percentages aren't high, but you play this out when you get close to trade deadline. If you're still way out of it, call it a day, move what you can move. For me, personally, I think being able to watch Jock, Jocktober is a real thing. He's one of those guys where you give him a certain amount of games where he needs to focus in and just laser focus, and he delivers to me. I don't know if he's able to do that throughout a whole 162 games where you know a lot more stuff is going on. I got to make it through this whole grind. I can't keep that focused all year. But I really like this pickup. It was right after Ronald Acuna, by the way, tore his ACL. Right. That's really what this is. It just gives him, again, another... Major League outfielder. The Braves, again, they, they can catch lightning in a bottle because Jock Peterson, again, at this point, he is what he is. You know what he can do. You know what he can't mm-hmm. do. If you can protect him against the left-handers, not overexpose him in that regard, he can help you against the righties, and that would be the positive side of a platoon. He can do some damage. And the Braves, yeah, they're only a few games back, and you know the Mets haven't been world beaters to this point. So you still are in the race. So you do want to try to make some moves and don't just throw the season away. I agree. So – those are the kind of the moves that have been made so far. There's been a couple other guys DFA picked up, yada yada yada, but nothing that I feel like is gonna make a too big of an impact as of now. Yeah. No. Can you think of any? No, no, right. no, no real difference makers. That stuff will be going on as we go towards the thirtieth. I agree. So let's go in to our new segment called the judgment call. Judgment call, let's break it down. Just maybe a question or two where let's get your judgment, man. Let's get your idea. Let's give me your opinion on it. It may be right. You might have the fans cheering. You might have the fans booing. Depends on which stadium you are. Give me your judgment call. All right. So this is, a again, there's no right or wrong answer, but this is just something to think about. So which baseball record do you think, of these three I'm giving you, mm-hmm. is the most unbreakable of the bunch? So you're going to have Cal Ripken's 2,632-game hitting streak, Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak, or Pete Rose's 4,256 hits in his career? So... It sounds like a difficult question, but I think it's actually an easy one to answer here. Consecutive games will never be broken. I don't think there's any way possible. Can you name five guys that have played 162 games within like the past couple of years? Well, let's see. Whit Merrifield's the guy with the longest consecutive game streak right now. I mean, he's way off from Ripken, but he's hasn't missed he, a game in a few years. He's got a couple. He's got a couple hundred under yeah. his belt. But other than him, can you really name anybody? And now, don't don't forget. Merrifield's already, I think, 32, 33. Yeah, he's not breaking so the record. So he ain't breaking the, the record. I'm just saying that, too, you know, if a young guy kind of gets on a streak, you, you never know. They could, they could just leave him out there. I just think in today's day, the, the science shows these guys need a day off. These guys need a mental day off. These guys are struggling at the plate, not seeing the ball well, whatever it is. Off day. Don't think baseball. Don't do baseball. Just sit there, cheer on the team. I think we get a lot of those now. Um, like I said, I watch a lot of Dodger baseball. There will never be a guy on the Dodger team, but then probably the next three or four years that are playing 162 games. Probably not. Cody Bellinger's MVP season. I don't even think he played 150. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right. I think even that was the year he jacked up the shoulder. Not the MVP year because he would have to miss more time. No, he only missed like a week because it was something that popped. Well, yeah, popped pops in and, and out. Right. Yeah, pops and pops. And then that's out. when he went outfield permanent. Yeah. Because um, he was moving back and forth, first base, infield, well, first base, outfield. I'm sorry, but um, like for instance, Dodger players never 162. You Mets guys, any 162s over there? No, what you guys are hurt all the time. Yeah, I'm about to say <laughs> the training department's <laughs> not too good. Uh, yeah, so you guys are hurt all the time. I can't think of anybody in any main market that would maybe contend. Okay, so you actually, because uh, so of those lists, when I was thinking about it, I actually think that's the most breakable. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the one that had most breakable. Is the hits. That one is tough 
So, okay, let me back up. Let me give you my, because again, there's this judgment call. There's so judgment call. Ichiro comes here when he's younger. He breaks it, I think. The hits record, it he would get close. I think he get he has over three thousand, right? Like yeah. way over. Yeah, he 3, has over three thousand in the U.S. US. Yeah, and then he, he had like two thousand in like Japan or whatever Japan, it was. Right. I think he breaks it here. That's why I think that's maybe the most likable likable one to broke him. But give me your thoughts on okay, it. Okay, so again, no right or wrong answer. Everybody, you know. Right now, I'm gonna judge and say it was <laughs> right or wrong. No, the reason I think that the games played record is breakable is because of the DH, and so mm. I can give you that day off. But your DH, Ripken was doing it. Yeah. There would be days he'd DH. So he didn't play shortstop or third base. He just DH. Well, he played in the game. Therefore, mm-hmm. the, the account keeps going. So let's say you twist an ankle. So it's not a DL stint thing. I can give you a couple days of DH. You just kind of grind through it. Yeah. And keep playing. And I do think if it's like, it's going to be a player likely off of like a bad team or a small market, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, where I say you're, they have no incentive not to play you. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter what it is you're doing or or it could be like yeah like a seattle mariner like an ichiro yeah where they can just put you out there and if the team isn't good who cares they're never really good anyway and they can just let you ride it out you're hitting 212 but they're just leaving you out there every day the fans will be okay with it Mm -hmm. you got a point to that one you got a point to that one the one that i felt was in the middle in the middle was dimaggio's okay the closest thing i've seen is i think it was 36 by andre ethier yeah it's been something like that recently yeah your National, year had records, one? your National League records, Pete Rose is 44. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Rose with, you know, or sorry, DiMaggio with the 56. Yeah, I think that one might be you're not getting there pretty much almost no matter what you do because of the way the game is played. Well, it's going to take a contact hitter to break it to me. Mm-hmm. It's going to eventually, the way I think of things is, I know it's off of our baseball talk, but NBA. Okay. NBA goes one way. And it'll go change, but then it'll revert back to the old way. For instance, you have the center play. Centers are the thing. Centers go out. Once you get another dominating center, it's copycat league. You go back to having the centers. I think eventually baseball will go back to it and kind of see, hey, I don't need to hit the ball this way in order to make my money, which you and I have kind of talked about before. Eric Hosmer, I think he dropped his – like his launch angle, launch angle by like ten degrees, and yeah. he's hitting like two eighty. Yeah. Last time I looked, two eighty or something like that. Mike Trout dropped his like over ten degrees, right? And it's Mike freaking Trout, right? Now I know you're gonna say you don't need the big guys to do it; you need the mediocre guy to do it, right? Right. And I think eventually we're gonna get to that point. But when is gonna come? I'm not sure, but I think it will come back. Okay, so the thing was, I think with Dimaggio's streak is. When DiMaggio set the record, there were fewer teams. And the, the, the way the starting pitchers were used, you left them in the game all day. So now you're seeing, you know, in a regular game now, you could see three, four guys in a regular game, and it wouldn't even be weird. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to really see what this guy's doing? By the time I figure it out, he's gone. That's possible. I think you're right on that. Um, I think it's going to depend on where we go with starting pitchers. Because slowly you're seeing more openers, right? Yep. You, let's just say you go this opening route. Maybe the first guy goes two innings. And then I got to throw six different pitchers. Right. Not all seven pitchers in that game are going to be on. Somebody no. will give you an opportunity in my head. Okay, but again, it's I have to get a hit. I do. Not my team does. Mm-hmm. I do to keep my streak going. So if I go 0 for 4, but we won 10 to 2, yeah, my team won, <laughs> but I didn't get any hits. My yeah. streak is over. Good point. Good point. Well, I'm hoping that when they blow open that game, everybody gets a hit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, or you got to hope that they put, you know, the left fielder in there to pitch and you're, you know, hitting an awesome guy throwing 68. That always works too. That, that always works too. Against that dude. If a guy got 56 off of that, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, because I think of, <laughs> of our list, I do think, I think like the, the game's played streak is breakable. It's because you just got to show up. Mm-hmm. And the, the number of hits, I believe, is breakable. The, maybe the next most breakable, because again, it's just the number of hits. It doesn't say what my batting average is or yeah. anything. I just got to be on a roster long enough to keep grinding out hits mm-hmm. where I think the hit and streak itself, you got to keep doing it every single day and over four, that's it. You're done. You could be hitting 500 over, you know, a 58 game clip, but you didn't break the record because you had no for mixed in the middle. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Um, like I said, these are judgment calls. Judgment calls. It's, these are, it's an unanswerable question. Cause we kind of got some different opinions on it, but I think we're kind of thinking the same thing. Some stuff may be broken. Some stuff might not be broken basically at the end of the day. Yes. All right, fair enough. What did you think of our first judgment call? You made your points. I made my points. I'm feeling good. You're feeling good? I feel like 
I need to find a way to keep track, and I'm gonna throw this up like on Twitter and stuff, and I'm gonna let them oh, decide. All right, we're gonna let that the, way let the people start. decide. We're gonna let the people decide. That way, we can know whose judgment call was right. <laughs> 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 Moving over, we were talking about it already. I want to get into it. It's gonna be a majority of our show because we are getting near that trade deadline. This is one of my favorite seasons of the year. I have Christmas, I have my birthday, and bam, my next favorite holiday. Because yes, my birthday is a holiday. Okay. It's a national holiday, but it used to be July 31st. I think it's July 30th. Now. It's 30th this year, yeah. July 30th, one of my favorite days of the year. I love trade deadline. So do I. Let's get into it. So I'm going to throw some teams out there. Okay. You tell me, buyers or sellers, what do they need? Okay. Does that sound kind of good? Yep. So let's start off in the AL West. We'll go from the West to the East, and then we'll come back to the West Okay. and go back to the East. Sound good? Gotcha. All right. Starting off in the West, Houston Astros. They are definitely a buyer. Mm-hmm. Three up, three and a half up right now on Oakland. Yep. What do they need? Uh, they need bullpen help for one, and they wouldn't be too opposed to getting another starting pitcher in there. I don't I think you're on to something, too. Moving over, the Oakland A's. They are also a buyer. They need, again, relief help applies to all 30 teams. I, I think, think so, too. You can't ever have too many pitchers. Or every buyer, anyway, because yeah. I, mean, I don't think the Pittsburgh Pirates are looking for relief help. No, they will be getting rid of their relief help. Right. But um, I do think, you know, if you're Oakland, you want to look at, you know, just fixing your offense. Because, I mean, again, that the shortstop spot's been like a black hole. That's what I was going to say. That's the the big rumor right now is Trevor Story and the A's. They're going to be in the mix. Now, do they have enough to get him? That remains to be seen. Well, if you don't, uh, well, if you recall, they had, you remember that year they went after Samarja and Lester? Right. So they've shown that they're they willing, to, yeah, they're willing to give the pieces that they feel they really have a chance. They're big in the rental market. They're not too much yeah, of the keep you long term. They'll finish the season with you. But the problem is they're running into with Story specifically mm-hmm. is there's other teams in, in interested in Story. Yeah. So it could drive up the pro, the prospect cost for those other clubs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Oakland has the farm system or wants to go there to make a deal happen. Well, the way Oakland usually works, they don't want to give up too much of the farm. Right. Because they play like a small market team. Which, you know, there's a whole other subject on that uh, for oh, the results they, of last night. So we'll save that for uh, later. <laughs> did they get the Oakland? I uh, saw they were still talking Oakland. Did they get it? Uh, no, they vote, had their vote. And the city council basically said, this is the deal. We agreed to our deal. So Oakland, you can let your A's, you can like it or not. Oh, man. <laughs> and the A's said, we don't. We don't like it. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, here's an intriguing one. Seattle Mariners. 51 and 45. There's seven games out, though, right now the, of the West. Yeah, but they're not looking at the West. They're looking at the wild card spot. Mm-hmm. That's where they're they're hunting. I agree. Now, they're kind of overachieving. If you watch them for half a second, you realize they're really not that good. So they're three and a half out of the wild card spot. Right. Now, them, I mean, they could go kind of either way because they need pitching. But I also think, you know, they could use a little bit more in the lineup. More, I think so, too. I think know, they need more oomph. Yeah, they, they, they lack some pop. Um but again, I could see them going either way. This next kind of few days is really going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of like a variable. They're a little bit of a wild card team because they could go either which way. Yeah. But I, I do see them. I mean, they wouldn't mind having, again, a frontline arm come in there. I mean, getting Logan Gilbert, now he's performing, showing he's the prospect they thought he was. That's really helped them. They would love it if Kellenic starts hitting because then that would make their life easier. Now mm-hmm. they don't have to make that deal. They'd already have that guy in-house. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, like you said, my assumption is by Sunday we're going to figure out buyers or sellers. Yeah, you'll really, really know by then. Because if you let's just say they have a crappy week mm-hmm. and they drop four of what six, right? Then more than likely more selling, right? Than they are going to be buying because at that point they're only two games over five hundred, right? And again, remember the Mariners are still rebuilding anyway. This isn't supposed to be their year. They're, they're not. If, if they don't make it this year, or whatever. As long as we show progress, we're we're, we're doing fine. Um, I had this team in the playoffs. This team never wants to be in the playoffs. L.A., I mean, Anaheim, Angels. Yeah, Buying, selling, or standing pat. Okay, they're going to be buyers, even though I think it's unadvisable. Mm-hmm. Because they're just, just the Angels. Dysfunctional in their own special way. But I think they're going to buy. And obviously, we know what they need. It's called pitching. Pitching, 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 pitching. Yeah, hence their draft strategy. We're just going to take 20, 20 of them. 20 pitchers. And 20 draft picks. Every pick's a pitcher. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely looking at pitching. It's who becomes available. And I 
think they're going to end up going the more cost-effective route. So they're not looking at necessarily the top of the market in terms of the, the available pitcher market, but they're going to maybe try to get some bulk. So get me three guys versus I'll use just a hypothetical name. I don't really think he's moving. Let's say they're not getting Max Scherzer. They're going to be, you know. Hendricks. They'll, uh, maybe a Hendricks, but I think he's going to be maybe out of their price range mm-hmm. too. But I could see, you know, oh, okay, all of a sudden Matthew Boyd ends up on the on the Angels. Okay, it makes sense to me. That's a, yeah. Um, a team, I think we both agree, selling Texas Rangers. Yeah, anybody they can get rid of. I mean, I think they keep Garcia because he doesn't make any money. No, he makes zero. Uh, but Gallo. Gallo's gone. Yeah. But, what again, they're selling. So what are they selling? They're going to be selling Gallo. They're looking. They got pitching with Gallo. Or, sorry, with, with a Gibson. They're going to have hitting with mm-hmm. Gallo. Gibson's at a 245 ERA, so he's going to be a high commodity, right? Yes and no. I believe we talked about this last time. The FIP is high, right? Is it the FIP? Yeah, his FIP is high, and his home run rate is unusually low. It's a little bit artificial. So it's a, if you're the other team, which you could say, well, maybe, but it could be also a product of you know whatever environment he's in. If we get him here, I think we can still keep the home run rate in check. If you think so, cool, get him because it's not going to cost you that much because he's an older guy, so you know what he is. There's no, there's still upside here. There isn't. It is you're getting what you're getting. Yeah. All right. Moving over, AL Central. One of my favorite teams here, the Chicago White Sox. They're buying. Oh yes, they are definitely. They're buying. buying. They're looking at infielder. They're yep. talking about a guy named Story. Yep. Maybe moving him to second, moving him to third, moving Moncada back to second. Yep. I know he's a guy. What else could they use, though? But I mean, you also have to look at um, Adam Frazier's in the market or in play for them mm-hmm. also. He's another guy that, you know, again, you're going to have... Similar to Madrill, right? Yeah, they're More both... More contact. Both, yeah, contract-oriented. You know, they're, they're similar players, but that's going to be, like, their priority. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they do have the starting pitching, and you know, and they have enough on the pitching side to get it done. At this point, they're just kind of... It's going to be bullpen-type stuff and fixing that hole in the infield. Other than that, I mean, because you're getting... Luis Robert coming back, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like, okay. Eloy's almost back, right? Yeah, you're going to have Eloy. You're going to have him, you're gonna have these guys. Sorry, Eloy, not Robert. Robert's gone. Eloy's coming back. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have him coming back. So there's going to be a big bat coming back into your offense. So that's, you know, a big boost for them. You know, and that's also to go back to a team we just mentioned. We didn't mention this player, which how could we forget? The Angels, again, buying. Mike Trout's Mike coming. Trout. He's going to be back on the team. So you're adding him to your team. So, okay, there's our big acquisition, just getting him back. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Joe Madden said a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, they're already talking, are you guys buying, are you guys selling, blah, 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 blah. He's like, well, I think we're going to be buying. We're going to make the biggest acquisition anybody can make. Right. We're getting Mike Trout back, best right. player in baseball. Right. You're right, though, on, on the Angels. It's I think they're going to do what you said. They're going to go buy when they probably maybe shouldn't, even though you get the best player back. Right. It's not enough to me. No. Um, second place team in the AL Central, Cleveland Indians, 47 they, and 45. They are sellers. They're going to not do anything too big. I think they're going to be fairly quiet at the deadline. As in keeping like a Jose Ramirez. Right. Unless somebody comes and blows their socks off with mm-hmm. the deal, I don't think they're really looking to move too much. Because, again, they had a bunch of injuries on their pitching staff. So I think they feel if they just get healthy again, the division isn't that great. They'll be right back in it next year. So why start blowing stuff up? I like that one. I like that one. Um, also on the White Sox, I think their big thing is stay healthy. Yes. They're at the point already where we're in the playoffs. Unless there's some they're Red Sox like freaking fall, they're making it. <laughs> well, I don't. What year was that when the Red Sox were like first place all year and they blew it at the end? Well, it's happened a few times. It happened in 1978 with Bucky Dent. No, most recent one. <laughs> so, most recent one. Uh, let's see. They ended up like losing to the Orioles and they dropped yeah, out of yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can remember the game. Like I remember the year. I remember watching the game. Oh, jeez. What I was trying to say is, as yeah. long as they don't have a collapse like that, you mean the Mets seven games or seven games ahead with seventeen to play and not making it? There you go. <laughs> that works too. Stay healthy. Oh, I think- uh, White Sox. Also, I see them looking at a catcher because yes, money is not hitting. Right. You want to maybe look at you know, shoring up that spot. Yeah, I like that. Um, three teams. They're selling. So. The rest of the division selling. Yes. Detroit Tigers, Minnesota Twins, Kansas City Royals. To me, the most intriguing one is the Minnesota Twins. Yes, they have lots to sell, and it's lots of different types of players who do different things. The question is, do you really sell and kind of blow up the team? If the division's weak, do you have a chance next year? Because I believe they still have a majority of the guys under contract. Well, the big one's going to be uh, Byron Buxton. 
Yeah, whether or not he signs, he signs the extension. Because extension. if he doesn't sign the extension, then he's leaving. So mm-hmm. that could change their whole dynamic. But they do have a young up-and-coming team. But if you keep it together, are you catching Chicago next year? Probably not. No, you'd be running wild card. You're looking for you're a wild looking card. for a wild card. So if I can move pieces and get guys out of here, let's say Donaldson, if you can move Donaldson's contract off your books, that gives you a lot more flexibility in the offseason to reimagine your roster, mm-hmm. and you could maybe come back more competitive next year. I agree. Um, well, we'll get to him. Yeah. Because um, we are going to have our brother on baseball talk, and he is he's, the he's main part focus of it. of it. Kansas City Royals. Selling. Selling. <laughs> Whit Merrifield's their trade bait. Um, I was reading an article today. I think it was Buster Olney said there's actually a lot of chatter yeah. going on with him. However, the Royals are always reluctant to mm-hmm. trade him Yeah, because the salary is non-existent. It's team-friendly. He's a great, what I'm hearing, great clubhouse guy. Yeah, good clubhouse great guy, team-friendly deal, productive no player. Reason. Yeah, that's the kind of guys you want on your team. But mm-hmm. So that means they are, they're going to ask a lot for from somebody else to acquire them, but that's where if let's say you're the Chicago White Sox or whoever and you lose out on, you know, whatever you're after, now you got to call. Now, Grant, I'm not saying Kansas City's making this deal because it's in the division, mm-hmm. but then it's, hey, we didn't get him. Now we're going to talk to you. Yeah. Hey, what about Whit Merrifield? You know, and then, okay, we'll make a deal. You know, again, if you're Kansas City, you can't be too picky about it. You got to be willing to make a deal to fix your team, not worrying about the division, not division or um, a rivalry or anything like that. I like it. A division that I think has gotten real interesting. I didn't have the Red Sox as being first place at this point. I think I had them second or third. I thought there would be a decent squad, not a great squad. First place, 57 and 38. Half a game up on Tampa. Boston's buying. Yes, they are. Boston's buying, but what does Boston need? Uh, pitching. Preferably starting pitching mm-hmm. to me. I mean, you got again, you got sale out you know, on the rehab. So he's, he's almost back, I think. We'll see. But again, we haven't seen him in a game to see, like in a major league game to see yeah. what he's actually going to do. And, you know, who else, who do you have in that rotation? If I put you in a playoff series and I match you up with, I don't know, heck, let's just say some fluke, the Yankees made it and I got, okay, you got to go against Garrett Cole. Who are you putting out there, Boston, mm-hmm. to match up with him? Eduardo. Eduardo Rodriguez. Rodriguez that, that's yeah. your guy? Martin Perez. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. It becomes uh, <laughs> problematic. To what else they have? Nathan Voldy. Yeah, Nathan Yavaldi. That's what I'm saying. It becomes problematic mm-hmm. where it's like, we need a guy, a guy. Yeah, I, I feel like Boston's main issue is always pitching. Yeah, well, to me, this is their starting pitch. I think their relief pitch No, it's okay. It's, it's okay. They usually need that starter. They, yeah. they never have that one-two solid combo, even the year they won. Right. It was a lot of guys, to me, overachieving in the playoffs. Well, but again, they but they still had Sale. They had Sale mm-hmm. as their guy. I mean, Price was still there then. Price was okay. And then, yeah. and then Yavaldi pitched kind of over his head somewhat. Well, he pitched great and got himself a hell of a contract. Right. So that's what I'm saying about this particular team is you need to be able to kind of replicate that. Yeah. Can they do it? Tampa Bay um, should be buyers, right? They're buyers, but they're going to be working the edges of the market because mm-hmm. they're going to be running kind of an analytically driven process. And you're going to be finding, yeah, why did you pick this person? Why did you get him? Oh, well, you know. I don't know, just picking a name out of thin air. You know, oh, yeah, we like Gregory Soto's ground ball rate, so therefore we think it'll play in front of our defense, blah, 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 blah. Okay, then they'll try to run with it. What's their main focus that they should be going into? Well, they need to hit. But, but again, it's where are they going to put the guys? and how? Because, again, they run their own. It's a weird sort of offense. They, a lot of platoons. It's Dodger stuff with less It's Dodger money. stuff on steroids to me. Well, no, it was less money. Well, less money, but it becomes steroids because they need to be so more, so well, yeah. much more analytic. Right, they have to be. Because they don't have a right. guy that right. righty, lefty, you're the guy. Right. Yeah. Is Wander playing both sides right now? Is he, he playing righties and lefties? Yeah. yeah he's, Struggling a little bit, right? Well, it's rookie, yeah. He's not, he hasn't hit the ground and become the greatest player in baseball. Not he's not. He's, you know, okay. He's finding his way. And, you know, I don't think they're going to be sending him back to AAA. He'll finish up. You think? Yeah, they're okay. going to leave him out there. Good. I like to hear that. The Toronto Blue Jays, led by uh, MVP candidate Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They are buying. What are we buying? They need to fix. To me, they need they they need bullpen help first and foremost because the back end because they for them they have a quiet good bullpen guy and uh, Julian Merriweather who can't stay healthy. Uh-huh. He's like an actual impact reliever. Uh, Nate Pearson. You, Probably just want to put him in relief and not worry about it. But they do have like a frontline guy. They have Hunjin Ryu. 
who's that's their guy. They can put him out there. You know, um, Alec Manoa's pitched well for him. I mean, heck, even Stripling's taking the ball and showing up. Chicken strip. Every My fifth man, day. chicken strip. So I think they need to just shore up the relief a little bit. I think the young guys will play and just let the bats go, and I think they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be in the mix all the way to the end. I like it. New York Yankees. They're buying. They're in the Angel program. They're, yeah, they're Angel program, one hundred percent right now. So they are. They had Garrett Cole and a bunch of question marks and a pitching staff, and now they're shocked that they're starting pitching's weird. Mm-hmm. Like who saw that coming? Yeah, Pax, Paxton, not Paxton. Um, yeah, from Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus. Why did I just forget his name? <laughs> He's from Pittsburgh. You know, well, you, I mean, good. You, oh you, brought in, you brought in Kluber. Yeah. What is his name? So Cole's your frontliner. Yeah. You brought in like guys like Kluber. Tyon. Jameson Tyon. He, he's been up and down. Um, he, he's been up and down. Kluber wants to be hurt. Yeah. You know, Pineda, we don't know. When's he pitching? We don't know. If he's, Is he going to pitch? We don't know. You know, stuff like that. So you're still messing around with them. They just don't have a solid starting rotation at all. And I don't think Severino's coming back this year. I think he hurt himself again, correct? Yeah, that's what I meant. I said Pineda. You said, I was, you said Pineda. I'm like, he's on the Twins. Pretty sure he's on the Twins. <laughs> um, yeah. Baltimore Orioles. Sellers. They're sellers. Um, I read today Trey Mancini and Cedric Mullins should not be on the table. They were not going to put them out there. Okay, well, okay, so should be, are they? Should be, yes. Are they? I'm hearing not. I'll say one out of two. Mullins, no. Mancini, yes, but they—I know it's—it's it's a business and it's entertainment business. Mm-hmm. So you keep Mancini; he's a productive player, but you also keep it for the leadership and then the story involved with it. But to me personally, if somebody wants him, I would move him in a heartbeat because he's a right-handed hitting power bat. That you, there's lots of those guys around; they're easy to find. Why are we? Why are you going to be beholden to this one? Yeah, well, it's a story. I think. Yeah, I think they're saying. going to run with the story for the whole year. Right. My personal opinion. Not that it should be. A story, story. Oh, it's a story, story. What am I going for here? It's a story, but you shouldn't let that impact right. the success of your club. Yeah, it's a feel-good story. I mean, heck, the story could be even better if you trade if you went to, to, uh, you went to another team and wins the World Series at the end of the year. Hey, uh-huh. there's your happy ending. I agree. So, we kind of hit all those. Oh, we hit the AL. Yeah. Let's move over to the NL. Okay. I was like, we hit all those. Let's get into this. But NL, I don't know how, but San Francisco Giants are still here. Yep. They're they still are. first. Best record in baseball right now. Yep. Buyers. <laughs> buyers? Buyers, sellers? They're buyers, but they're on the Rays program, the Rays Junior. Mm-hmm. It's going to be edges of the market. They're looking more relief help because they actually have a pretty solid rotation. I mean, DiScafani's been good. Gosman's been good. Mm-hmm. Wood's been solid. I mean, they actually have the makings of a good rotation. It's just that the, the back end of that bullpen, you don't know. I mean, the Dodgers benefited from it last, last night. night. Yeah, Will Smith hitting some bombs. That's not Taylor Rogers, it's the other Rod. Tyler? Yeah, uh, Tyler. Yeah. Tyler Rogers throwing that uh, little sinker. It was a bad slider. It was a bad slider. It was a real bad out. slider that hung, and Will Smith said, Really? All right, let me take this yeah. for a ride real quick. Yeah. And let's walk it off. Giants are buying. Yep. Bullpen's their main issue. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be fine with their position and, players. And I can see them just filling in, you know, backup type guys, you know, just an extra. They seem like a Mancini type of team. If possible. Yeah, like a, exactly. Like a guy like that. You put him on that team. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to play you a little bit at first. We're going to play you some in the outfield. Yep. You're a right-handed hitter, so that gets belt out of here. We could kind of do some things there. Or it gets rough or, out, too. Or rough. Or you could put him in that rough spot. He's mm-hmm. a better version of that. Yeah. You could move Dickerson off the field if you needed to. You know, There's things they could do. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You have to think to move Mancini if you're Baltimore. Yeah. Dodgers, we're buying. Buying. Pitching. It's just pitching with the Dodgers because yeah. they have injuries in the rotation. Plus, you want to just shore up your middle relief because you kind of overexposed a few guys to me. I feel like they've thrown too, the relievers way too much. Right. I feel like we're on the Rays program yeah. where the same guys are throwing every damn day. Right. And we saw what happened in the Rays at times. Mm-hmm. Nick Anderson is the main yeah, focal point. Out, yeah, you run out of gas towards the end. Yeah, so um, I've really liked what they've done with Kenley this year. Mm-hmm. He's not getting every save opportunity. He's not pitching every night or even every other night. Maybe once every three days, get in there. Usually pretty sharp. Blew a game last week, I think uh, it was. In Denver. Yeah, that was his third blown game of the season. First one they said since May 5th. Yeah. He's been good this yeah. year. That's why I'm not for the Kenley hate. I yeah, I'm, I'm not either. I don't. It's Dodger fans have been spoiled because he's gone from great to good. And so now they think he's terrible. Well, I think he's even better than you. I don't even know what you would put above great, but his uh, all-time level 
Well, he's and then a, he fell off. Uh, well, he's a great, he was a great reliever. I mean, mm. is he Mariano Rivera? No. No, he wasn't Mariano. But, but he's a great reliever. I mean, you put him on like a Trevor Hoffman type yeah. level, something like that, a great pitcher. Now he's just a good one. So now he has good days, bad days. You know, and now it's like, oh, no, there's something wrong with him. You know what I saw the other day? Um, I know it's sidetracking, um, but really quick. If you were to name the all-time Dodger closer, like best closer Dodgers have ever had. Okay. Who are you giving it to? Best closer for like a season, best closer no, in his Dodger best, career. Best Dodger closer, like as a career. Modern usage? Yeah. If it's modern usage, I'm going to go with Jansen. I saw some stuff where everybody was taking Jonathan Broxton. Oh, no. And Eric Gagne before him. Eric Gagne was very good. No, that's what, well, that's what Gagne I'm, was. But Gagne was only good for like a few years. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Though. That's what I'm asking. Been, like career. Yeah. Because peak Gagne, yeah, he was unhittable. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> so that's why, I was, that's why I asked the question. Was it one year no, we're talking about no, or just, just career? career. Yeah, because if it's one year, I'm taking Gagne. Yeah, I saw all this. I saw everybody voting Broxton over him. I was like, no. what in the hell are you guys watching? Yeah. However, it did come a day after he blew the game, so it probably didn't right. work yeah, out. Yeah, recency bias. Yeah. Um, this team's buying Slam Diego Padres over there. Yep. They're buying. I think they need pitching. Pitching you- both sides. I think another starter reliever. Mm-hmm. They could use it. They could use a bit of both. The question I have with them is because I will say this much for the Padres. I do think this is the team that might just do some crazy stuff and end up with some completely other looking team at the back end of the trade deadline. To me, I think they could use an outfielder. Profar hasn't been very good this year. Um, Tommy yeah. Pham's been pretty solid. Yeah. You got Grisham out there. Yeah. And then they throw Will Myers. They throw they, they throw like fifty guys in the outfield. Yep. I feel like they need one guy that's uh like that guy. Okay. I don't know who that guy out there but is right now. But that's what I'm saying. This is the team though that could go get yeah, that, that guy. guy. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I'll just again picking. We'll get to it later when we start talking about more individual guys who might be out there. But let's say they call the Pittsburgh Pirates up and just say, "Hey, we know you guys aren't looking to move Brian Reynolds." I think that'd be a great piece. But we'll give you these top 100 prospects. We'll give you three of them for them. Mm-hmm. Well, the Pirates would be stupid not, not to, to listen to that it. deal and yep. go, yeah, we think this will work for us. I agree. Colorado, Arizona, sellers. They're selling. They're sellers. Um, I just feel bad. Colorado's selling Trevor Story and whatever else they can. Yes and no, because they're lying to themselves or their fans saying that they're not looking to just move everybody. Because I know that, yeah, obviously, Story's the big name. I would move Gray, too. Gray is going to go. I, I do think, especially the start That's last week. That's an angel kind of guy. That's another angel-type guy that could go. Mm-hmm. But I could also see, like, maybe, like, the Mets looking at a Gray, mm-hmm. somebody like that, because, you know, DeGrom's hurt, say, for them. I think that'd be a good pickup for the Yankees. I know the it's Yankees, another right. small stadium, but I think he'd be fine over there. Right. But just the only thing with Gray is you, got, you don't know, because he's been on the Rockies the whole time, what happens when he moves in a different environment. Mm-hmm. So now you're not in Denver anymore playing in front of 10,000 fans when you're 20 games out and they really don't care. Yeah. We've just dropped you in the Bronx. You're pitching for the Yankees. Uh, they want like a shutout like every game. Mm-hmm. So that that's the one kind of wild card, I think, with Gray. All right. Let's go to the Central. All right. We got um, the Milwaukee Brewers first place over there, 56 and 41, six and a half up on the next team, which is Cincinnati. They're buying. They're buying. Yeah. What are they buying? I do think that they're another club looking again, relief help, obviously, because you got like Devin Williams is hurt. So mm-hmm. you got, you know, you got Hater in the bullpen you can trust. And then it's kind of, we'll see kind of with everybody in front of them. But you have good starters, you know, with uh, Woodruff, with uh, Peralta and uh, Burns. You got three good ones, so you can trust that stuff. But what's going to happen when you get past that in a playoff series? Because if you're in Milwaukee, you're kind of in the playoff mode now. What can we do to win a playoff series? We're going to get matched up, let's just say, with the Dodgers just to pick a team. Yeah, I think right now that's where it would be. No. I'm just yeah. I'm just picking like a playoff level mm-hmm. team. So we get matched up with them. Can we beat them with what we have right now? Now, they made a sneaky good move where it kind of worked out for them making that Adamas trade they made because he's played really well for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's hitting bombs <laughs> over there. He's right. hitting bombs. So that shored up one of their big issues. Yeah. So I do think it's just more about relief help and just kind of, again, staying healthy and hoping Yelich can kind of pick things back he up. He needs to. And then they'll be fine. Like it. Um, interesting one. Cincinnati, 49-47. I believe they're out of the wild card race right now, too. They had a bad weekend in Milwaukee, and it blew them out of, like, the wild card hunt. Because they kind of, 
got back in the mix. They're not one of those variable. Who knows? There's six out. Right. Six out of the wild card right, right. now. Um, and they look dead in the water looking at them yet this week. And yeah. looking, then they got blown out today, seven to nothing. But they don't have a heck of a lot to move. Like, what are you taking off of that team? Because they're not moving Castellanos. No, it would be more of a Moustakis. Maybe if you can get a good package for Gray. I mean, maybe um, maybe Gray. They're not looking to move Luis Castillo. No, I feel like if they get a good enough package. I don't think they move him. Because he's actually pitched better since, like, the, like May. Mm-hmm. He's been good. So his overall numbers don't look great. But if you look at it by month, by month been he's been pitching pretty better. well. Yeah. Um, here we go. Chicago Cubs, they already they're, announced they're, they're selling. selling. And it's funny because they're 47 and 48. They're basically the same record as the Reds. And yeah. They're right and they're, there. But yeah, they're done. They're, they're, they, they're calling it a day. They've already said they're selling. This is the, yeah, they did. This is the interesting one. St. Louis, you go out, you make that big splashy trade of Arenado. Year before, you make the big splashy trade for Goldschmidt. You're 47 and 48. You're eight games out of the out of uh, the Central where you have a better chance than trying to catch up to uh, the right. Padres or the Dodgers. Right. Or whether it be the Giants later on, you got to sell, right? Uh, they're not. But they're, they're not. They're looking to buy. Yeah. That's that's the cardinal way. They're never going to give up a season. Mm-hmm. They don't know how things are going to play out. Things just kind of fall in their lap. And it just kind of works out for them. But they have Michaelis, who's he's getting ready to go on a rehab. And I believe Hudson's going on a rehab, too. So they'll get two starters back. Mm-hmm. And so they still got to deal with their Carlos Martinez problem because they don't know what to do with them. And he still has to take the ball all the time. Like, is he a starter? Is he a reliever? Is he good? Is he not? They don't know. It's up in the air. I mean, Wainwright is Wainwright still has a little bit in the tank. You have Flaherty. So if healthy, he's your front line yep. ace level yep. guy. Is that dude. Right. So you do have the ingredients of a really good team. So they're looking to buy and just, but again, more edge of the market stuff. But they are the one team, the only one, or I'll say one of two, that I believe could acquire Max Scherzer if the Nationals decide to sell. Well, we're going to get into the East right. right now. Yeah. But Pittsburgh selling. Oh, yeah. They're anybody, we, we just talked about anybody it. Anybody you want. Yeah. And the only person on Pittsburgh I think who won't, will definitely won't move would be Key Brian Hayes. Other than that... Yeah, he's not moving. Everybody else is Anything available. else, they'll listen. So, in the East, you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. I have four buyers and only one seller. I can see that, yeah. You can make a case for four. Miami is my seller. Yes. You agree with that? 40 and 55 right now. Not having the kind of season they had last year when they were just... Well, it was 60 games, so... Well, it was a 60-game sprint, but right. they played great baseball. I know their pitching has been pretty solid. Yeah, they could pitch their... Well, okay, they're good and they're bad. So they have like like the relief pitchers are not good, mm-hmm. and then they also are bad when they have bad days. It's like bad, bad. Yeah. So their pitchers haven't learned to like minimize the damage, kind of as a group. Mm-hmm. So that one run becomes four runs with them. That's how because if you look at their run differential until they got blown out eighteen to one the other day, they actually had a positive run differential, being in dead last place. But yeah. Minus four right now. Right. <laughs> they had a game they lost by 17 like mm. three days ago. So that killed their number, but they just are, they have to learn to minimize the damage. That's the big thing with them. But now they got Pablo Lopez is hurt, so now they know they're done, done. Mm-hmm. And the main move they're going to be making is that they can get Starling Marte out of there. He's the main guy. That's He's going to be one of the main outfield pieces. Right. He's on the Byron Buxton. If you get a, if you get extension, he stays. If he doesn't sign it, he goes. Yeah. Um. Washington, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Mets. Your Mets are leaving the door wide open to me. Well, they're not that good. <laughs> well, in your head, they're not that good, but I thought they were going to be a pretty solid team no, this they're, year. They stayed healthy. They're a solid team, which, okay, again, the, the Mets have a similar thing to the Angels. They're getting players like, okay, they're getting Carlos Carrasco who's about to go out on a rehab start. Wasn't pretty. You know, but it's okay. All we like to do is be healthy. Yeah. Okay, and we just add him back to the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Noah Syndergaard is back on his throwing program. Okay. He shows up in a couple weeks. Okay. I think again, I think he's a reliever, but you drop him back and you're not do, you don't have to acquire anything. You're yeah. just putting them back on the team. The big thing with them is going to be how long can they, you know, tread water without Lindor. Cause he does a lot for the team, even though he's not hitting, he's not hitting defensively leadership. Mm-hmm. He kind of feels that captain yeah. role. And, I mean, the DeGrom, Nixon, dings, and things like that, how he missed his start on you know, the DL. Yeah. 
if he if he's hurt, hurt, they can forget it. I mean, that's it's over. Yeah. yeah. Um, Philadelphia, I read today they're finally willing to exceed that. Uh, the the that limit. tax. Yeah, yeah, so they're willing to spend some money to get some pieces. I feel like they've been under achieving for a couple of years already. Yeah, but they have Dave Dombrowski running it now, so mm-hmm. he will do whatever he needs to do. Now your farm system is going to be scorched, or there won't be anything left in it when he gets done. But he might get you a championship because that's what he did in Boston. He got the Tigers mm-hmm. to the World Series. That's his program. He'll blow through your minor league system, get you big league pieces to try to win now. And so, if you had a couple games back in Philadelphia, he's going, "Okay, got it. Let's go for it. Let's, what do I need to do to get whoever I need?" He's also the GM that went World Series last place World Series with the Red Sox, right? Yeah, that's what he does. That's what he does. <laughs> All right, I wanted to make sure Atlanta. I think they're going to wait it out. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're willing they're, to buy right now, but they're borderline sellers to me. Yeah, but they don't also they don't have a lot to sell because they're still like a youngish club, mm-hmm. and it would behoove them not to sell anybody. I mean, if I asked you right now, who would they get rid of? You can't get rid of anybody. The one name that I think is movable because he never really hit that peak would be Dansby. But even then, I don't think Dansby is going to be moved. You're not getting anything really for him. So. No, but do you think like an Oakland could go out there and maybe say maybe just to put him put him out there? I mean, I think you could. You know, maybe if you could get Charlie Morton to go, mm-hmm. you know, because he's you know veteran guy, veteran yeah. army, know what you're getting. He's on a short deal, maybe. So I think Atlanta and the Nationals are kind of the same thing. They're, uh, I think the Nationals, Nationals are, are ahead, but I think they're both like, hey, we're willing to buy, but if it gets out of hand, we're willing to move a couple guys. I if think we the, can. I think the Nationals are more willing to buy than the Braves are. Okay, I could agree with that. I like that. So that's the thirty team. This Brother on Baseball segment is brought to you by Symbol, the stock market for sports that allows you to trade your sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports in the stock market to offer a new way to invest and profit in your sports teams. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 6,000 early adapters who have started to profit off their sports knowledge. Visit www.symbol.com or visit the link in the description at Sports Bums. Create a free account when you deposit Use a promo code SPORTSBUMS for a free $10 deposit to help you build your portfolio. Let's break into Brother on Baseball real quick. Okay. Your Brother on Baseball talk. We had a lot of guys moving. Got a lot of guys. Um, I know we only have a ton of time right now. Yeah. So let's hit this, these main ones. I'm sure by the time we get back here, we're going to have some trades. We're going to get more into this in depth. Okay. The big guy, as obvious, is Chris Bryant. Yes. That's going to be the star. However... Pulled his hamstring the other day. Yeah. Came out the game early. Little hamstring. Yep. Yeah. Is to you as the Chicago Cubs, hey, you're sitting until the 30th now? Or do you say you're getting back out there because I need I need to show that you're healthy? B, you put him back out there to show that he's healthy. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Chris Bryant, where does he fit? Where does he go? I think he's going to end up in the National League East. Okay. Um, I'm not going to definitively – the. the most logical place is the Mets. Mm-hmm. They've already they had a, a functional deal back in the winter for them. But I could also see you know the Phillies getting in the mix because uh, Chris Bryant grew up in Las Vegas with this other guy named Harper who happens to play for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. So they're boys from you know a little bit back in the day, and you can put Gallo in that mix too. Um, but I think again, as I mentioned, Dave Dombrowski, he's going to do whatever it takes to try to get the Phillies over the line. So he'll be w- interested and be willing to go above and beyond to get Brian in there. So I wouldn't rule out the Phillies. And again, the Nationals, if they think they still got a shot, I still think that they could just do what well, they got to do. Right now, they're running out as Dribble Cabrera. Not as Dribble. Starling Martin. Nope. Starling Castro at third base. So well, he's gone now. He won't be back. He has a domestic violence issue. Oh, that's true. That just Mike, happened the other day, yeah, right? Mike Rizzo and Dave Martinez said... You can be a good player, but we're, there we're are certain standards up. we have with this organization, so mm-hmm. Starlin won't be back. Well, I'm just saying that would be a big upgrade well, for that's them. That's what I'm saying. So it puts him back in the mix there, and they do have a couple of guys who've been in the big leagues or big league basically ready mm-hmm. that you could kind of start shifting around, as do the, the Phillies. So that makes that deal a lot more attractive. So that's something you have to consider also. Any deal the Phillies make has to have King Green in it, right? No. You don't think so? You don't think somebody will take the chance on him? No. Uh, you think he is what he is already? He is what he is. But uh, I think, like, okay, so let's say you're the Phillies. If I said you can get Chris Bryant, but we want Alec Bohm as the like center, as the main piece, centerpiece yeah. coming back, Dave Dombrowski will do it. Trust me. Really? I, I like him, though. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a decent player, but it's, okay, decent player versus MVP. They're 
two different things. Yeah. Um, we've been talking a lot about second basemen that are needed. Mm-hmm. You kind of wrote in here, Jonathan Scope. Yep. Great piece. Not great piece, but he's a good g- piece. He's a good player who plays on bad teams. Yeah, he loves to play for the Orioles, and he yeah, loves the to Orioles, play for the Tigers. Tigers. Right, exactly. Um, he made the one playoff push with the Brewers and right. kind of lost his he job over there. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, he's hitting 284 this year. Glove isn't usually his main focus. No, he hits. He hits. Uh, doesn't walk a ton either. No. But I think he's going to be an option. Mm-hmm. Where do you kind of see this kind of guy landing? Again, he's going to be like a last-minute deal on whoever loses out on the other guys. Mm-hmm. So that story, Frazier sort of market, if you don't see yourself getting in there, then all of a sudden, scope becomes a lot more attractive to you. I agree. A guy that um, you talked about here, we talked about him being a focal point this probably this trade season, Josh Donaldson. Yep. I think he's going to be one of the main guys that moves. I think he'll... He's. I think he's going to be a, one of the main pieces after Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, main one, because whoever doesn't get Chris Bryant, to me, is going to get Donaldson. You'll look, but you have to remember Escobar from Arizona's in the mix, too, mm, who's another correct. third baseman, and that's where the, what the contracts look like be, come into play. Yeah. Because if you're getting Bryant, you're getting Bryant for the rest of this year. You get Donaldson, you're getting Donaldson for this year and two more. Mm-hmm. And the total of that you got to pay Donaldson is $51 million. So I don't know if I want to acquire a 35-year-old third baseman that I got to owe $51 million over the next two-plus years. Mm-hmm. That's not really you know ideal to me. So that's something else, again, any team is going to have to consider. So that's where, like you saw, like Jose Barrios' name getting thrown out there in mm-hmm. terms of that's where it makes that, remember like that Dodger deal that they made when they got Adrian Gonzalez on the team? And you were yeah. eating, yeah, Adrian Gonzalez you back. Everything. You were getting all this. You're eating up a bunch of money. A deal with the Twins would be something similar to that. Beckett, Punto. Right. Uh, who else is in? There's a crap load of people right. in that trade. Uh, but I think you're kind of, man, Adrian Gonzalez has been in some pretty big, like, people trade. Yeah. <laughs> He's in, like, a, what was that, like a 12-person trade mm-hmm. when we did that one, when the Dodgers did that with the Red Sox. Right. He was in, like, a 15-person trade to go to the Braves. Yeah. I think it was in a big package too, right? Yeah, when he went from move- San Diego to Boston. Yeah, they were moving because they they move money around a lot. Yeah, well, there's no Adrian Gonzalez this year no. to be traded. <laughs> Not in this deal. Um, he will be playing for Mexico. Yeah, though, he'll be in, in the Olympics. Olympics. Right. Um, man, I really wanted to go through this one, but I know we're getting a little hard on time, so we're gonna come back to a lot of these. Okay. But y- there's another twin that you mentioned, Kenta Maeda. Yep. I think that's an intriguing one because I think he has that real high upside. I've personally seen it here in LA where this dude is like one of the guys, like those kind of guys. And there's times where he looks like Ross Stripling. Right. It's really funny the way he does that. Um, but I think he could be a big piece for a contending team. I think he can help. Cause I think I also think he could be more of a swing man. Well, and he's done it before. Exactly. He doesn't like it, No. but he's done it and he's been effective doing it. Mm-hmm. And so there's value to a team there. So again, he's not going to be able to say, you know, he doesn't have like a 10, five, Right, see where you can't trade him. There's nothing like that. So you get him, and it's like, look, this is going to be your role. You're going to be like our spot starter guy, our long guy in relief. This is what we're going to ask you to do. You know, you can give us, you know, let's say six, seven innings a week in various roles. That'll work for us. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Next guy, last guy. Okay. Because I know we got to get out of here. I think he's going to get moved. Uh, he's going to have to stay in the AL. Mr. Bumble Stick over there. Yeah, Nelly Cruz. Nelson Cruz. I think he'd be a great addition to one of those teams that just needs that little firepower. Okay, so I like saw a, a rumor okay. going back to Seattle. Yeah, like a guy like that for Seattle would work. I was going to say, like, maybe you try to jam him on the Rays some kind of way. Oh, I think that would be great if they could pull that one off. Right, a guy like that, and all of a sudden you look in the middle of the order, and you're like, where did he come from? Mm-hmm. And that changes like a lot of the dynamic you know, complexions of the lineup. It, it really changes it around. I don't think he's going to be part of a blockbuster my opinion, no. but I think he's going to get moved. Yeah, because he's okay. He makes a fair bit of money, but with the age and all I think that, it's only a one year deal too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a one year deal, but you know, with his age, you're not going to be giving up a lot because the, the Twins can't say, "Well, you can have him for another five years." They know that's not going to be the case, mm-hmm. so you already know it's going to be a cost effective signing. So I think that's again one of those last minute. You know, you tried to get some other stuff, and then you just come back to him. Who plays longer before we get out of here, Julio Franco or Nelson Cruz? Franco. Franco went up to 47? Yeah. I want to say 47 or 48. It was still out there. I think there. Cruz is at like 
41 or 42. Yeah. I don't know if Nelly makes it. Well, one, it's just the the game. Mm-hmm. It's a different game, so you're not going to just let Nelly be on your roster. <laughs> <laughs> if he's still contributing. Yeah, because it was like Julio Franco became a pinch hitter at the end. That's all he did. Yeah. You know, and he would just come up there, slap a ball to right field, and that was all he was doing. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, side note for you guys, if you get a chance, look at a picture of what Julio Franco looks like now. Yeah. He's ripped. Yeah, he's ripped. He's ripped. Ripped old guy. Um, Wow. Well, what I'm happy about is we're going to get in here again. We're going to have another week of trades mm-hmm. and also some other stuff that we will plan for everybody. But, man, I'm excited. We're heading towards the stretch of that trade deadline. Um, Any final words before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think you know, today was good day, and uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm enjoying the trade talk. And I'm again, if you guys out there, just you let us know what were some players you'd like to see your team acquire. Love it. We will be getting up on there on Twitter. If for now, you can always contact us at Sports Bums on Twitter. I think they're coming out with an Instagram pretty soon. Don't forget, guys, you know, find us anywhere podcast or stream. Find us on SportsBums.com. We'll be back. Until next week, y'all. Much love.